welcome to the Tesseract Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Jay Postones. Today's podcast is brought to you by tesseractband.co.uk, which is the official website for Tesseract. You can get our merchandise on there, so our t-shirts, our phone cases, caps, posters, banners, dog beds, etc. We don't actually have dog beds. It's also where any new music will be announced and it's also where we announce our tours so all the places that we're going to play around the world so please head on over there you can also sign up to our mailing list through the website where you'll find out about these things before anyone else which is pretty cool so head on over to tesseractband.co.uk if you're interested in anything related to tesseract tesseract podcast not sure what number it is because I don't know what order we're releasing these 27. in. We're just recording a bunch. I'm sat in Milton Keynes. The land of dreams. The land of dreams with Mr. Ackle. We've Hi. Had... Hi. <laughs> We've had a day of... Quite a productive day. Quite a productive day selling off a bunch of stuff that we've had holed up in our studios in Reading. Old CDs, not old CDs, copies of Sunder, copies of vinyl and backdrops and drum heads from the ice cold gig and the Jaeger. And a random skateboard. A random skateboard. <laughs> a few other bits and bobs. But it was quite nice. We were just talking about this getting together outside of a gig environment because I don't actually remember the last time that happened other than maybe for a wedding. Yeah, and I said that to Marcelin and Marcelin Metal met up at a pub in London last week and he was like yeah it's like we're friends or something yeah. he's like what don't be stupid I oh, know <laughs> I'm just going to move the laptop in between both of us so that it's about might need that mouse in a minute oh sorry oh it's trapped oh no trapped in the wreckage so of audio the whole point of this particular podcast here Sorry, I'm just moving my laptop around, so it's probably making noises and stuff. We have to deal with it. The whole point of this podcast is squeaky chair. We are going to play hmm. a bunch of Tesseract demos, a bunch of songs that either might get turned into songs one day, or are too far old to be. Are far too old just yeah to be used Left. as anything yeah. there's, there's a couple of songs that we've cherry picked there's a couple of demos that we've picked out that are super old ideas <laughs> that kind of the very start of tesseract way before tesseract was even a band ideas <sighs> yeah. um there's a couple of ideas that or at least one idea looking at that selection that is from before one these are all really old <laughs> they are there's an, there's one that turned into Eden. Mm-hmm. There's one that we definitely two that we haven't used, maybe three. Um, I don't know what that one is. But yeah, we'll go through. Where do we start? Well, where we could start is at the beginning of it all because I've actually got a bunch of things. At the beginning of <laughs> Jesus. Um, in preparation for ever doing a podcast with you mm. I thought you know what would be good is if I made some questions because there's a whole lot more to 
this chair there's a whole lot more to uh, a podcast with you than just playing a couple of demos mm. so I'm going to quickly go through this list of things and then we'll go through demos maybe we'll do demos like right. in the middle of it but maybe we won't maybe we will first question tell us about the rock school where you started at well, we started back in 1985, yeah. yeah. So, no, it um, didn't. Well, I mean, it might have for you. <laughs> rock school. How old was I? Uh, rock school is year year 10. That's cool. That? So, I don't know what that is in America, like grade 9 or something. Um, no, that's. I think I think so our thing. years translate across to their grades. Oh, so yeah, I, I was probably like, what, 15 years old, 14 yeah. years old. Uh, shy little bastard. Um, my music, I was a bit of a teacher's pet. Uh, from music, uh, my music, you know, what do you call it, GCSE? And I was like, yeah, she go to this rock school thing, like, you know, just go check it out, sort of thing. I was like, nah, not really that bothered. Mm. I think just my music teacher just forced me to go, basically. Mm. But if it wasn't for that, I went there and there's, you know, loads of metal guitar sounds. I was like, oh, I like this, this is nice, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a Grebo. Yeah, I'm going to be a Grebo now. Um, but yeah, I ended up going to rock school and I met, well, I made a, little, a lot of friends there. Basically, my friends in Milton Keynes has probably stemmed, or a lot of them have stemmed from that. And, you know, Noddy from Fell Silent, uh, the whole Fell Silent group. Basically, if it wasn't for rock school, there wouldn't be a test right, there wouldn't be a Fell Silent. It was like one of those chaosphere moments, you know. And the guitar teacher that I had there, I remember him distinctly saying, oh, you should check out this band called Meshuggah. This is like <laughs> 1997 or 1996 or something. No way. So, all right, checked it out. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I don't like this. <laughs> to be fair, the first time I heard Meshuggah, I had no idea what to think. I, I was in a car park outside of a <laughs> rehearsal studio in Wolverhampton, which says it all. And my the bassist from my band at the time was playing me a song from one of the albums before Chaos Fear, so it was kind of really trashy. Probably Destroy Destroy Raising Truth. Yeah, that one. And I'd never heard anything like it. I didn't know what to think. My only, uh, the only thing I'd heard that was anything like (laughs) technical was Sixth, I guess, at the time. And I I was just like, I don't, I don't even know if I like this yet. But then, of course, (laughs) it gets amazing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the first time I heard it was sickening. Like. But yeah, sickening. it was just it was the fact that the first time I heard it, I just don't like this. Yeah. And eventually it clicked, and then... <laughs> Where's the vault? Where's the, the one? path to... Yeah. So if it, yeah, if it wasn't for rock school, it'd be a... I owe a lot to Mr. Dirk Griffin and Andy Glass, because I don't think Tesseract, Tesseract would exist without it, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> it would be a very different thing if it did. But. It's funny that you take it back that <clears> far, because I'd do the exact same thing. Yeah. The, there was... A teacher at my school who pivotal moment sort of yeah, yeah my music teacher by the name of reese galley that's cool who um and paul batson sorry i haven't mentioned him. he still follows me on facebook so. does he <laughs> yeah no way yeah. I, I i would love i'm sure i can do this somehow to reconnect with my high school music teacher because he started at the school at the same time that i did mm. and i remember there was an open evening it probably would have been year 10, so the same age that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the whole music centre for the school. We, we, I was at a very... I was at a good school that had a, an entire music centre that was separate to the rest of the school. And it was open for parents and future potential students to come down and check it out. 
and I was in one of the rooms because we had these separate kind of soundproof rooms playing with the band that I was in at that school and my mom and dad and sister would come into the open evening to just check out check out the school mm. and I remember my parents telling me maybe not immediately after this but at some point after this evening that the, the Mr Galley the music teacher had gone up to my mum and said that there's a lot of drummers in the school hmm. but your son is a drummer drummer hmm. and that was something that stuck with me that's cool all the way through Gave it's like the, there's a lot of people the that think they're drummers in the school but your son is actually a drummer yeah, yeah. and that was just one of those things that every time I was like oh, yeah, it, it was just a little voice in the back of my mind saying, "No, I'm a drummer, drummer. I was supposed cool, to be man. doing this." Maybe. Edgy one, yeah, to the it, next. It was, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's, I he's that. probably got no memory of doing of saying that, but hmm. it's for sure been one of those little subliminal things. But anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I got that. Um, oh. You've already said the words, but tell us about Fell Silent because that before, was the right. thing before. That was your band before Tesseract. It was, and yeah, I guess that came about again from rock school meeting. Uh, Noddy, the drummer, who's in Heart of a Cow now. Um, and Nima, the singer. Um, yeah, it just came out from rock school, I guess. And the pits, there's a lot to be said about Paul Rivers and the pits. There's a big, there was a, well, there was, still is to a degree, but there was a big scene in Milton Keynes, you know, mm -hmm. the pits. It was a great venue, 500, 500 600 cap venue. It was a great sounding PA, you know. They transformed um, it because it was like a sports hall, wasn't it? That... Yeah, it was a leisure centre. But sort of a big open room, but just, you know. Turned it into a really cool venue. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a really good, loyal fan base for it. But yeah, uh, mm. Fell Silent just it was like my, my first band, basically. Mm. Well, I had Michael Barish before that with uh, uh, some friends of mine, which was my literally my first band. But Fell Silent felt like the first sort of, you know, went on tour event in Shikari for yeah. a couple of weeks and stuff, played like, you know. You had some. My first sense of proper gigging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper touring and. You know, uh, gigs outside of the UK. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember seeing Vent Fast Island and you guys were. That's how I met you. That's how you met me. Yeah. yeah. And, well, the whole band, to be fair. And Moss and Metal. And Moss and Metal, yeah. Yeah. We played in Luton, was it? With Ant Shikari. That was me and you. Yeah. So it was, is you, Araya? Araya, my old band, supporting. And Phil Silent then at Shikari. Shikari. I remember at the end of that gig turning around and you were like, ooh, let's Hello. <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> you want to play drums in my band? <laughs> Hello. You sound good. <laughs> but um, in hindsight, having listened earlier on to some Tesseract demos from a long time ago. We've we been speaking on MSN Messenger, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah, it was MSN Messenger and MySpace, and MySpace yeah. back in the day. Just kind of randomly messaging each other. And that is a long time ago. Yeah, that's weird. Jeez. Uh, but and a similar thing happened obviously with uh, Moss and James or Metal Metal's old band 209 we played in Bedford Esquires so oh that guy can slap the bass <laughs> hello oh and Abby as well for fuck's sake I and forgot. Abby yeah yeah. would that have been yeah. that bass the work yeah it probably would have been that bass, bass wouldn't it which Moss's has been old on, bass it's been on every album I think mm. been on one Toured extensively and played on it. Might get demoted. Really? I do love it, but maybe it's, I think it might be just yeah. Overplaying. Oh, yeah. 
It's yeah. heyday with Polaris. It sounded sweet in Polaris, but it's kind of getting a bit. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> what was your first guitar? Oh, my first guitar. First ever guitar. Uh, Signar acoustics because yeah, they're boring. Um, first guitar you started recording with? Uh, first ever electric guitar was a Gibson. How do you pronounce it? Epiphone, Epiphony. I don't know. Epiphone. Epiphone. Yeah. Uh, SG. SG4, I remember that. 400, SG400, SG40, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I've, I've loved those kind of shapes. I think maybe that's why I, make, I like uh, Mayonnaise, perhaps they're kind of similar-ish. Mm. That's why I've always stuck with the Swamp Ash. Well, that grain, like the SG. Yeah. my 18th birthday, my mum bought me an SG Voodoo, hmm. which I love. I've still got some of my stashed away. It's this whole Swamp Ash... Yeah, the main, I was kind of uh, custom thing I've got. Yeah. I remember tone hunting for Altered State and I had the Ibanez guitars, which are great. I love Ibanez. But then I just picked up my old SG Voodoo, which I haven't touched in years. So it sounds so much better. It must be because it's made of Swamp Ash. And I think that's when I started to reach out to Mayonnaise. Really? They made you you could tell Ash. the wood made that much of a difference. Well, there's something different about it. I mean... The Ibanez guitar I was using at the time was uh, made of basswood, which is basically MDF. Yeah. That SG. Yeah. <laughs> ash, like, ah, it must be that. So, Shit. Know. I never even thought of that. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I thought when I was uh, in building snare drums that I'd be able to notice a difference between any of the snares that we've made. And yeah. honestly... You, you you don't know, but <laughs> if you mic it up, it'd be different. Maybe if, if you mic it up, if, if you're like a b in the control but... room of the same, don't move the mic, you know. Yeah. Same gain, same room. To be fair, I'm not just a being them like that, so you probably yeah. right. But you you make one and you make a loud noise. <laughs> it, it makes <laughs> a loud noise, and you're dealing with a very transient a, a 14 inch drum that's six inches deep that is yeah. about a centimeter thick of wood or more. If you recorded so, it, you'd hear a difference. Yeah, you're probably sure. right. But yeah. Um, in front of you, it's a bit different. Do you prefer playing guitar or being like? Do you prefer going on tour basically and, and playing guitar on stage or being at home and being a producer and writing? The second one. The second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I like nest. I like nesting at home. <laughs> I get more. Uh, I like. I like gigging. Gigging's cool, but not you when you're in. Fucking desert in the back end, ass of nowhere. Like, where the fuck are we playing? Tired. Yeah, but no, it's great. Obviously, we have you know great festival runs and you know fun shows. It is fun, but I get more uh, enjoyment. Oh. Uh, yeah, more of a what do you call it? Reward, self satisfaction thing out of. Oh, this is going good when I'm writing a song. Like, oh, 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 oh yeah, I get yeah. way more like, yeah, like. You know, kind That's of what you endorphin about. rush. Not, not, I don't know what it is. Yeah, just excitement from it when it's when I'm writing a song and it's going well. Mm. Well, like happened when we were, you know, when we were jamming with Martin Greck, and when me and you and Martin mm. we were jamming at Peter Miles's place, when we were writing hexes. That might be a good cue for that. Actually, I don't know if we saved that one. We didn't save that one. Um, People like us. Um, just writing that, and it's just like, oh, this is fun. Just jamming, and it sounds like you're in the pocket, that kind of shit. Mm. Yeah, I get more satisfaction. That's probably the word. Yeah, from that. That's fun. Speaking fun, but I'm always worried about. Oh god, 
what's what's going to go wrong or <laughs> because something yeah. well, it's, well i'm out it's of tune oh, fuck. <laughs> it's easy for something to go wrong given the amount of technology that we kind of rely on to do that the show right. though, isn't it? Yeah. you know what that what you just said is a good ex- good chance to get into a demo so mm. let's play it on here and i'll replace the terrible podcast audio yeah with the demo so wait we, the uh, the one i was on about the uh any of the oh just let's pick a random old random, school one okay. let's do let's do the devon one because we're just talking about um devon you oh, said devon devon yeah not devon um, um oh, which one was it was it on it's one of these ones let's do that one Jam this is what became hexes basically yes shit a little bit but you can see how it turned into hexes because we were literally playing this riff over for about an hour so just playing around a bit i've got a it's like a two-hour session of us just noodling around and then kind of it's really listening to the whole thing oh, that's quite a good version you can hear us sliding in and out like get into a good bit like that it's just like oh you could use that and then it's another 20 yeah. minutes of uh, everyone's noodling about and then it kind of, oh, somebody's picked up on something. We don't jam enough because we don't have the opportunity to. Because we did that weekend. Yeah, that was fun. So, for a bit of context, yeah. um, that isn't what most Tesseract demos sound like. That That's true. was a example of a the jam. The only time we've jammed, me and you, I think. The only time that me and <laughs> well, you jammed. No, well, the only time that we've jammed with an intention of trying to write something. Because, we were just literally making noise for about two or three hours, I think. Yeah, we'd woken up one morning. Yeah. We're, we're in Devon at Middle Farm Studios because me and Ackle are both doing a little bit of recording for <laughs> Martin Grech. Um, for an album that is still unreleased years yeah, later, and it's one of true. the best albums I've heard in yeah, a long time. That's true. Um, he needs to put that out. Anyway, enough of that. Um, mm. We woke up on one of the mornings, a couple of days in, and decided to just hit record and play because the studio was nicely set up. We dialed in all the sounds, mm. and you started riffing about. We we ended up with like three jams by the looks of things because there's jam one jam two and jam three and the ones are exported yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the the little clips of not yeah, complete three hours shit. it's about three minutes worth there. exactly but it was just riffing it was just messing around yeah. and every now and then we'd lock into something or kind of half lock into something mm. that ended up 
becoming hexes. Yeah, it was the basis for it. It was the little inception moments of yeah. hexes, yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. And as you say, we we don't do that often enough because we we're not in the same room. Well, yeah, that's probably the only time me and you have really had a proper jam like that, really. Ever. Yeah, probably. Which is crazy. Just do little bits of Dan sometimes, like which it, we should probably get in the room a little bit more. Be nice to, but. You live, you live five thousand miles away now. So true. <laughs> we could do it in the next couple Still of weeks, though. Yeah, down. Yeah, come to I'll Studio do. Four, have a jam. Oh, yes, that's true. I'd like to hear that. Could do that. Yeah, we'll figure that out after. But yes, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, so that's a little <laughs> bit of hexes. Um, let's see what other questions I got for you. Mm -hmm. um, on producing, because I knew that would be your answer. Um, <laughs> what software? do you use and can you recommend any particular pieces of hardware or software that are your essentials hmm Cubase because I've been using it well Cubase on your end though they're pretty much the same thing I've been using that since what probably since I was 20 so I've been using it for what 50 years yeah best part of 15 years <laughs> uh good old Steinberg's one as well helping the band out as well mm -hmm. represent um Hardware I can't do without guitar helps. Um, a guitar producing. Uh, what I mean by hardware is like, is there anything that you've got that rack that you mean is in the rack studio? Gear? Yeah, like the stuff that is in front of you right now. Because we're we're in Ackles Studio and there's just knobs and whistles. To be honest, yeah, all over the place. They, especially the API and Eve, they're nice. But I'm realizing I prefer just to be able to open. And, if I'm writing, I want to be able to open up an old project and not have to load up different. Uh, you know, recall different settings on my anal analog outboard gear. Yeah. So, a computer, a good computer is important. I think yeah. a stable setup. Um. Also, I got the Sonoworks thing. That's just the room EQ wizard. So, but it measures your room. You know, it plays like sine waves and blips and blops and stuff. Yeah. And this this room I'm in is quite small. And it's you know got nodes and frequencies which aren't quite right in the room. It fixes it for you. It just it's not the best way to do it, but it since it's like two hundred quid for the mic and the software. And since I've got it, my mixes or I feel my mixes have got so much better. I've only been using it for I don't know, nine months or something. You didn't have that for Sonder, did you? No. And I've literally had it for like nine months, a year, best part of a year. So um, that would explain why the the newest demos for album five sludge basically yeah, sludge, yeah. sounds if you ab that with sonder yeah, it I sounds do, yeah. like ah. a bigger <laughs> song already and it's just yeah. a demo and it sounds bigger than sonder it's just like I, I was always adding you know low end into the mixes because I, I like bass but i think i was adding a bit too much <laughs> but basically it's just because my room was a bit dodged basically i should have used the software before um, well, even so yeah i think good monitors a good computer good monitoring what monitors good are room and this sauna works a good room to be able to mix in uh and i'm using pmc monitors which are lovely they do sound stupid yeah. they're, they're a little bit hi-fi but you do get used to them and it's hi-fi in a kind of detail where you can pick it at you know you can pick away at the mix sort of thing once you get used to it that from the like front them. they look like they're going to be really small then you stand up and realize they're about a meter long not a meter, but they're massive. Even the depth of them. The depth of them. Yeah, massive. yeah, yeah. Sure. They're so deep. Yeah, definitely. So much clarity, though. I was really surprised when you they're when great. you crank it. Yeah. 
they're nice enough. Yeah. For how, how big they are. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, mm. What was your first <clears throat> show, live show? Jesus. Uh, i remember. I'm guessing first live show, like first ever live show, and then maybe you just first guitar, live show. You mean just with... playing guitar in front of people, like yeah, a natural band? Both. First first live show that you remember. The only one I can remember, I think, uh, was, again, Mr. Paul Badson, my music teacher. I been year eight, year nine. Yeah, year nine. So it would have been like, what, 13, 14? And it was probably like a parents' evening, like concert thing. Like, listen to me play a song, and everyone's playing the flute and the clarinet, and then me and my mate come up and I'm using a metal zone and like, listen to me play Nirvana. I think I was singing as well. God, that's embarrassing. But the morning of that gig, got into school, and some girl accidentally pushed my guitar over and broke the neck. What? So I was stressed. So the, the headstock, like, properly snap. It was my <gasps> first ever, that was, that was, it was my first ever guitar. It was my Gibson SG 400, uh, which Hank bought me my first ever guitar when I was eight. She's like, yeah, it's my first gig ever. Yeah, I came to school. I think she, like, moved the chair. Oh, And it God. snapped. Because, like, you know, when you were a little kid, and I was, like, 13. But, <gasps> oh, that hurts. but I think I was crying because of the sentimental value of the guitar. Oh, my God. And, oh, my God, I've got a gig. I've got a gig. And then my guitar teacher at the time to just take my telly. So, a telly? What the fuck is this? I don't know how to play this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that oh, was my first gig. Man. A gig going wrong. That was my first experience of a gig. So I guess that's the best way to learn. I guess. <laughs> yeah, in at the deep end yeah. when you ate or Being something. Being terrified. Uh, Jesus, that's horrendous. And then you're just playing in front of parents who are like, "Yeah, what is this bloody disgusting rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the bassoon." Um, when did you stop doing a normal day job to just do music? I think we all stopped doing that at some time, didn't we? Probably, yeah. Ish. Uh, just before one was released. Did you leave your job for that America tour? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, the first ever American tour we did with Devin. Yeah, so I would have quit 2009, 2000, uh, 2010, probably. It was in 2010, wasn't it? But I did have a very supportive line manager at my last job, just office work. Um, I think he's still a fan of the band, actually. That's probably how I got the job. But yeah. <laughs> um, this is a bit of a griever. Randomly, you remember you telling me this and we talked about it earlier. So where, I, where my studios are in Reading and where we've rehearsed forever... Yeah. One of the first rehearsals, you came down and looked at the premises. Gibbons! <laughs> you looked at the premises opposite. I did that. <laughs> and were like, I drew that logo? That's really mm. random. And you you were the person that designed the logo for the business opposite my studios in Reading, miles away from where your work was. I used to work for a fucking hinge company. <laughs> it was mainly IT support, but and then you had a bit of drawery, drawery stuff. But Not many people work for hinge companies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Skip to the end with that one. <laughs> what helpful advice, and by helpful advice, I don't mean don't do it. Um, what helpful advice would you give to anyone trying to be a musician? If if there was someone who was like, when you, how old you were when you went to rock school, or someone uh, coming out of college, maybe, that is like got a jaded idea of what it might mean to be a musician, knowing what you know now as a 30 something year old boy. <laughs> 
what would you say to them? <laughs> that you're a boy. Jesus Christ. Sorry, um, that's going to keep going off unless I turn it off. I don't know. Keep at it. You'll get there, pal. You'll get there, pal. I think, I don't know. You do need some kind of determination or um, uh, just strive, you know, keep chipping away at it. Because I feel like I'm doing this. No, what's the word from there? You've got to enjoy it. So you just got to keep doing it, I think, and just keep refining yourself. I think that's what I feel like I'm doing with the production side of things. Like, I'll You're... be happy with something, and then two years later, I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was crap. But it's all in ev evolution, so they're all like little steps. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm getting at. But... I, th I think from the perspective that I have of your work process, you're very good at focusing in mm. and improving on very you... niche little bits yeah I'll probably focus on a very small part and then yeah that kind maybe. of thing you, you you've like dialed in the little things that only you can hear that to other people when they hear the overall thing they're like oh, what you doing? yeah i guess it's all about the one percent that stack up which yeah. i was going about yeah. you now into the world of point one percent <laughs> and yeah, not many people get to that stage but i think focusing in rather than out looking at what everyone else is doing and go oh my god i'm never going to be able to do that is an important just take time well we're like we listen to our, again this might be a good opportunity to play an old demo <laughs> yeah let's do that uh, let's play the earliest one that we've got um because yes yeah, yeah what is the oldest one but either part three bearing a that's di box or yeah concealing yeah that, in that's the, the oldest one so this is from what i was probably 21 Let's play that. So this is like 15 years old. Something to mention, if we are talking over it, we're probably not going to be able to hear it on here, so we're probably best to play it, and then we'll yeah. like, talk over it after. Cool. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that snare? Why doesn't your snare sound like that, Jay? It does. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But that was like what, fifteen years ago, and like my first mix. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. that literally was fifteen years ago. <laughs> that so, my memory of that, along with a shitload of other songs, yeah, was nice. me hassling you on MySpace for a very long time, <laughs> or maybe not MySpace. that long. Probably a little while. Maybe before we met. Or maybe yeah, 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 I can't remember. I can't remember yeah. when you sent me an MP3 CD in the mail oh. of everything that you'd got because we didn't have even then 
fast enough internet connections yeah. to send each other Jesus. a like 700 megabyte <laughs> file. <God>, we're old. <laughs> yeah, we are old. But that was like the preferred way of doing it. Or oh, send you a CD. <laughs> and it was MP3s of all of the shit that you'd written up to that mm. point that was a, a demo like that. The pre one stuff. Uh, yeah, before one. And I'd written a whole album's worth of stuff, pretty much. You had? And then realised that this is crap. Let's do this. Let's start again. And then Concealing Fate started to evolve eventually. But yeah. Well, that was that was it, wasn't it? So you you on that CD there was exports. There was was it like part one to twelve or something? <laughs> yeah. And it was the one one five UUP thing. Fucking nerd. That was a very early Tesseract album. It wasn't ever exported as an album, but you no. could kind of piece these. 12... There's bits of it on YouTube as well. There are people close to post stuff on the Meshuggah forums and other music forums about it. I feel like that was kind of the start of Tesseract, I guess, as a little project, or the name at least, that's how it started. Yeah. But that was that. that was the very early days, wasn't it? And th- those yeah. demos, there was a bunch of those demos on that CD, as well as a bunch, the very early Tesseract, uh, Concealing Fate demos, like Concealing Fate Part 5, I think, was on there, and... Some, yeah, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Some early bits of part one, but only bits. It wasn't a full song. Yeah. Sunrise and Nascent were finished songs by then, or at least. That like, was 2004, Sunrise. That's weird. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. April 24th, 2004. Maybe that I was coming the about there. I mean, it wasn't probably as finished as it is on uh, the album. But it was like there was a version of Sunrise with Julian, with Julian, yeah, yeah. and there was a version of Nascent, and there was a yeah, yeah. there was like a shitload of other riffs, <laughs> and I just listened to only that for like at least six months. I didn't listen to anything else. <laughs> that was all I listened to. I just like internalized all of those riffs, cool. and you found most of them again on an all old hard drive recently, which is where that it, one yeah. just came from. I haven't got any of the Attila dates though, all the Sunrise Nascent stuff. What are your memories of writing that stuff like? Mm. You when you were, I don't know. I was quite stoned back then. Back yeah, the so my stoner days. <laughs> you were stoned. <laughs> uh, this is where the magic comes from. It's a bit of a hazy area. My early twenties. I don't remember much about my early twenties. Um, yeah, seriously. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was also the fell silent days. So I was probably jamming with the fell silent a lot, and I remember there being a bit of a. Hmm. Should I jam this with, or use this riff with? Uh, you know, should I use this riff with Phil Silent? Use this riff. Use this riff with Tesseract. Yeah. But oh wait, Tesseract isn't a band, so it'd be. Yeah, trying to find. Phil Silent was kind of just like a, a band band, but I was wanting to use you know, mostly with Tesseract we use backing tracks. I'd love to be able to have six guitarists on stage, or like you know, you know, sax player or keyboard player, simps and stuff, but that's. Can't not... afford that. We can't afford what we're doing now, let alone having that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But it was, you know, just having when we first used first used to jam, like having a click and backing tracks was like wow. Yeah. And MIDI triggers and stuff. I mean, that was what that was probably fifteen years ago as well. To be fair, almost. It was. So that was quite a new thing. <laughs> I think two thousand eight was our first show. So two thousand seven. We were probably jamming in two thousand and six or something. No, two thousand seven was our first show. We must have been rehearsing like a year or two before that. Yeah. Anyway, man. Damn, we've been going a long time. We're old boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
they're actually the prepared questions I've got, so I'm not going to rattle on with any more. I've got some stuff about album five, but I'll get into that after. We'll do that after. What um, else can we play? Let's um, play the Concealing Fate end bit because the, this. Which one is that again? That is the thing that didn't make it into Concealing Fate. Is it the part five one? I think it's. It's the one that's in Phil Silent as well. Maybe. I will play it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> Again, so that was considering fate part five, but then that section got used in um, a fell silent song, which at the time was a bit of a struggle. It's like, oh, should we use this in fell silent or tesseract? And so, yeah, that part got taken out of the original considering fate part five. (laughs) See, I remember that as a part of concealing fate, and earlier on, we found a 15 minute jam. That was one of the first ever jams that we had, which we're not going to play on this podcast because it's terrible. It's my first rehearsal. It's literally yeah. one of our first rehearsals. Um, it's quite funny though. <laughs> but that jam was the 15 minutes of concealing, because it used to be only 15 minutes long. It, yeah, it's like part one, part two, part, part one, three, part two. but they're very well different, shorter yeah, and different. Little bits like, oh, that wasn't in there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a 15 minute version yeah. of Concealing Fate. It's very different. Um, and very badly played by me, and <laughs> all of us. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure some that either that or something like that was in there at the end, and mm. it was just it's very interesting hearing that because I remember mm. all those riffs, but I I used to know them all really well, and I've not heard them in yeah. literally years, and hearing that for the first time, really, oh my god! I bet we'd feel the same if we, tried, if we had to play Exile now. We haven't played that in a couple of years. I. I listened to that the other day. So, how did that song go? <laughs> I had we've taught that song a, a lot. A lot, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I listened to Altered State the other day all the way through. Yeah, I did that like Christmas time. I was just like, ah, that's how that album goes. Yeah, there, there was whole sections of songs that I, I have <laughs> forgotten. Yeah, like not not for I hadn't forgotten, but I'm like. Well, if you, if you sat me behind the kit and asked me to play through that, I would get to that yeah, bit yeah. and not know what to do. Yeah, which same. is I've not had that with songs before. Like I normally, mm. I normally remember it, but yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Mm. I was I was playing a game, a computer game on Twitch, and I was li- listening through to 
I randomly opened up iTunes and I had in, uh, all this uh, instrumental, which I don't think I've ever listened okay. to all the way through. Didn't so I'll just hit that. play on that and was horrified at how little I remembered of the no, detail. That to me as well. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and I also forgot that Paul from Between the Bone and Me did a uh, massive solo over the yeah. end of Nocturne. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? I had no idea that that was coming. <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> I don't remember this. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, I mean, I never sit there and listen to the instrumental versions of these songs normally, so... No. Well, unless it's a new album, we're learning it. Unless it's a new album. Different, yeah. Um, speaking of new album... Mm. I mean, we're not going to play anything new off the they new album. They can't play anything about that, but no. <laughs> unfortunately. But but we've got... Could play a jet, but that's what we could do. <laughs> we've got one uh, song that sounds kind of... We've got one pretty much done song. One pretty much done song. I'm sure. And there's a whole folder yeah. of stuff that... And little bits everywhere. Yeah. Little bits like everywhere. Like that one I posted on Instagram because I thought it was a fairway riff, but then everyone's like, oh, that's nice. Like, yes. Oh, okay, we'll use it then. Yeah. It's just a... <laughs> 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 we'll see. That one's great. It's kind of cool. I mean, we just made it sound like shit, but... <laughs> It's really very good. Um, yeah, there's lots of little. Oh, that's not one to find later. Just mind of me. There's loads of leftover ideas, so there's to speak. Literally, from Sonder. so much on your it's screen right now. There's so many ideas that there's some I was trying to find earlier and just and just remembered, but I might have to pause it and find that after. Um, yeah, from Slender and from Polaris as well. I've loads. got a bunch of Polaris ones on here. And I think that's where that clickbait article came from. Tesseract have got six hours worth of material left. Uh, they're going to release for the new album. So, uh, oh, what? <laughs> we're skewing our words. It's an interview Dan had with, is it Meta Injection or one of those online web zine things? Yeah. Um, and something about six hours worth of new Tesseract material. It's just like, no, they're twisting the words. No, so, oh, wow. no we've got we've got one song, mate. <laughs> I mean, if if you literally open the hard drive and click through every there'll demo, be hours worth of material, but there's probably more than a day's 70% worth. Seventy percent of, of that is probably the same song, just with slightly different bits in. It. Yeah, Dan's different vocal takes and yeah. stuff. Um, there's lots of stuff though, but yeah. What's G idea? What's remember. that demo? Let's play it and find Let's out. Let's play it.
So, uh, oh, it crashed. That oh. demo was G idea. Was G idea, and I, I want to say that was from Polaris ideas because that was that oh. was that came that was not a pre-Polaris. Yeah, pre-Polaris. Yeah. Demo that that was in yeah. the pile of demos that didn't make it onto. It, it made it into a very early version of 
can you speak both? There, there we go. go. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a very early demo. Dated version of Eden. Yeah. But we didn't end up using the first riff. The no, but you can hear where the bits came from. Yeah. I can't buy the intro riff to Eden is anymore. But... <laughs> that's still one of the hardest songs to play live yeah. we have played it live because we, we just we did a whole tour of it with Ash in, yeah. clearly in 2014 but um, yeah, we never felt comfortable with it I don't think no I mean it. it's a very tricky song to pull off live mm. I don't really know why there's just something about the groove of that is a very different yeah. feel to everything else that we do I remember always having to yeah, think about different parts of it, like which bit is it going on? Yeah. Kind of like Juno, actually. It's a bit similar to Juno for me. But we do still talk about doing that song. Yeah, like When we I'm talk about that. the songs that we'd like to play live, that one comes up. Maybe seven, now we're ready. Maybe <laughs> now, after years, after 12 years. <laughs> but Eden would be good. Eden 3.0? Eden 3.0. Maybe. I did, seven have, a go, I did have a go with that, with the old Sphere drum. But Eden 2.0, the drums, your drums, the yeah. Sphere. I had a little play of that the other week. I wasn't feeling it, but... <laughs> <laughs> we need to re-record. I mean, well, the drums sound great, but it's just well, like, I wasn't getting inspiration, but come down, I do I want to. But... Let's do a day. Oh, man. I'm supposed to be recording next week with Heights, but maybe we need oh, cool. a day where we, we record. We go into Studio 4 for yeah. like a day mm. and set up a basic recording rig oh, and just jam... Yeah. And play through Eden 3.0, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. That'd be good. Just have jam in general. Just have yeah. jam in general. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, of course, of course. We talk about doing Eden, we talk about seven names. Oh, we could have played. Could, we, uh, could that be one to play? If I did up the project and exported it. It depends if you want to put it out on this platform or if you want to save it. It's not really finished, though, is it? Yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing with that. That's a work in progress. And seven names, point two. Three point six, four, two point five. I got it right. Yeah, that's true. We've basically re-recorded. We've recorded seven names Trying, a yeah. while ago. We did the drums at the Martin Greck studio. Yeah, the same at the same time. Yeah. Um, that we did that jam. At the Texas. same time we did that jam, and it's been sat in the background doing nothing for a long time, and it sounds bloody great. The drums sound nice. Yeah. <laughs> But we played Seven Names, what, twice in Australia? And decided never again. And realised, I'd like to do it again, but I think Dan was just like, it's a song that needs to be played at the end of a set because of the type of song it is. Mm. But it's very high for him to sing those notes at the end of a set, which I get. But the Air Eye version is like a toned down or something, I can't mm. quite remember. So it's way more easy to sing. So we're thinking of re-recording it in the key of that. Maybe just groove it up, funk it up a bit, and I don't know. Got some ideas. Basically, do to Eden what Eden 2.0 did, but to seven names. Something like that, yeah. Release <laughs> that and then be able to play that on a tour. But I started on it and I was like, why am I spending too much time on this? I should be focusing on album five. But it's. But, but uh, a bit both, obviously, but. I think it's a worthwhile thing because it's something that we'll be able to. I'd like to play to that song live. I'd like to be able to play that song live. Yeah. But, you know, still have the original vibe, which it will do. I mean, the but, version that you played me earlier was amazing. There's, there's new sections in and, and it, and it sounds yeah, pretty still great. Very rough, yeah. But it still sounds like Seven Names. It just sounds like a, an evolved version. Yeah. It sounds like a, you can a fifth album version of Seven Names. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, 
other songs we'd like to play, I'd say it would be fair to say Tourniquet. Oh, be... yeah. Oh, and Cages. Cages. Um, Cages. That'd oh, be that good. Would, um, is it worth talking about how I got the idea for Cages with the whole Fargo thing? I'll play Fargo. Because that's bloody good. I'll just play Fargo. Basically, I got the idea of the intro for Fargo, the whole do 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 from an episode of Fargo, uh, the series of Fargo, not the film. Um, and it became Cages, but... Let's play Fargo. Fargo Are we ever going to use this? Well, I don't know, but even if we do, matter. it's not going to be the exact thing. So this is, an, this is a, a riff idea that may become a song one day that we've not used since the Polaris demos. And it's bloody great. <laughs> Potential. Uh, that's got a lot of potential. I mean, it, it's been in the park old, for much. five years. Four five years, yeah. We just haven't. It's just not evolved yet. But it was almost part of Cages. It's got a similar vibe to Cages. Like yeah. Fargo. There's loads of file names of Fargo and Cages, and they're all like, yeah, they were kind of interweaved slightly. Mm. But but that one hasn't quite turned into a song yet. But yeah. I, I think. I think it needs to be its own thing. So. It does need to be its own thing. I think that's a solid enough groove to turn into its own thing. I just don't know where to take it, but I'll figure that out one day. Right. I'm 50. <laughs> well, I think we've played enough demos. What I'd like to do mm-hmm. is wrap up this little podcast with a um, quick fire round. Quick fire round. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just very quick answers to very quick questions. Seven. That's it. I wish that was actually an answer to all of these. <laughs> you ready? Let me just check it. this is still recording some paranoia because the screen's gone off. I'll answer it. Hey, oh, pet! We're all right. Okay. <laughs> Quick fire round. Cats or dogs? Castle. Oh, cats. I thought it said castle dogs. Ca- castle <laughs> dogs. Cats, of course. Fireflies or war? Fire. 
<laughs> sleep or awake? Oh, oh fuck it, sleep. Gyoza or katsu? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, gyoza. Rice pie or other pies? What? It's always going to be the first answer, rice pie. <laughs> Jack Daniels or Jim Beam? Ooh, Mike is Mark. Oh, Maker's Mark, okay. You've got to wear that one, didn't you? Yeah, we bastard. Rust or Skyrim? Um, oh, I forgot about Yeah, Rust. Brighton or Milton Keynes? Brighton. Yeah. I like Brighton. Carbonara or Sweet and Sour? <laughs> Carbonara forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Buckley or The Doors? Buckley. Bucko. Of course. Absolute bucko. A six-week tour in a van and £1,000 at the end, or a six-week tour in a bus and 20 grand in the hole. 20 What, in debt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's not a quick, can't quick fire, that. <laughs> 20 grand in the hole, each personally, no. or as a band. <laughs> You're just walking away like, oh, shit. Well, that's pretty much what we're at right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Um... So you, they're basically the same thing. So fucking no, you, you get to tour for six weeks in a van. So imagine like the, yeah, the physical discomfort being in a van. Yeah, you walk age, around it. Age three years. <laughs> age age three years, but at the end of it, you get a grand, which yeah. is a, a slap Sweet. on the dick. <laughs> or you tour for rent. six weeks in a bus, and you're like, "Yay, I'm a rapper!" I'm but then you get to the end of it. <laughs> And you've got no money and your business is in the red. Oh, oh God, it doesn't really matter what the answer is. Uh, I guess the bus, because you fucked either way. Right? You fucked either way. Crawford Arms or the pits? Ooh. Yeah, pits. Yeah, pits. Now, this one depends on whether or not... This is a good question. Hold on. That was a good one. Thank you very much. <laughs> this one depends on... I don't know where the fuck this is coming from. You know me very well. I do know you very well. <laughs> I think this has probably got something to do with cats. Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Clarissa Explains It All. Uh, I'll go to Sabrina because it was... Is it Salem? Or was it the cat? Was the cat? Yeah. yeah. But it was really funny. Sega or Nintendo? Uh, Alex the Kid. Yeah, Sega. Sega. Yeah, fuck it. It's my first ever game. Red Ale or Belgian Triple? Ooh, Red Ale. They're both good, but Red Ale. Hmm. Window or Isle? <laughs> like Windows or Mac, but yeah, Windows, of course. <laughs> I want to see the outside of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's comfy. Airports or a bed of nails? Airports. Mm. Mixing only questions. terrible bands for the rest of your life, but being financially loaded, or being in this band, eventually turning over multiple millions in uh, pounds in tours and seeing only 0.001% of that because it costs so much to do this uh, I don't know I'm kind of in the middle of both of them right now so <laughs> <laughs> it's like neither oh god so I don't know uh, I'm going to say mixing terrible no, the, bands no the bands I mix are great that's not what I was getting at <laughs> You just shut yourself in both bollocks. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> There's some very... Yeah, it's next. <laughs> next. Eating out of gas stations every day or only eating lettuce for a week? I'll die, so the first one, the gas station thing. That's the last question. Just schnitzel. Just schnitzel. And... Uh, mystery meat. Mystery meat. A whole new way. 
God, that just gave people <laughs> a really good insight into our real life. Yeah, randomly breaking into nice small Disney songs, terribly <laughs> out of tune. Um, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope some if of that was insightful. There. If you're still there, if you're still with us, um, that sounded like a cat coming in. Yeah, that's the cat. Um, is there anything you would like to plug, such as for the sounds? <laughs> After the last thing we just said about that last question, quick fire round about yeah. maybe we shouldn't go there. Forty <laughs> um, sounds dot com. Come to me for mixing and mastering. Yes. <laughs> if you want your band to sound like Tesla, no, I, like... I enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed mixing and mastering something that isn't my own stuff because I actually quite learn a lot from it. To be fair, if it's done well, if you if you're a good band and you sound good. I'm going to enjoy mixing it or mastering it. If you're turd, though. I'll, st I'll still do it. I'll do the best I can. He'll just charge you twice as much. Jay. So <laughs> <laughs> They'd be so foul. <laughs> That's a How many T's in? He'll charge you three times as much. Exactly. No. No. So, yeah. I have all my nice analog gear. And I want to use it. Yeah. 40sounds.com. Or as well, I've also got uh, acklecaney.com. It's got such a big ego. Um, got like mixing tutorials on there if you're ever interested in you know, mixing drums and all that bollocks. Nice. But I'm going to try and do some new ones, uh, some new tutorials. Like we did that. Um, uh, you had that drum cam video of the Athens gig. Oh, yeah. In Greece. I might try and do like a mix it from scratch video thing of that. Yeah, that'd be good. I did a tester of it, and I, tr I did it from scratch, and just was like, oh, this isn't going well, so I don't know. I need to have another go at it. It's weird, some days go well, some days go bad, even with mixing, let alone writing, so it's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> just record a bunch and pick the best one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, back to writing album five. Yeah. Um, We've got one. We've got another what, four, five minutes to go or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'd be nice to play that song, but no. Nah. Yeah. Um, Monaco. Been living life in Monaco. Been li living if you life listen to in this Monaco. in three years' time, you'll understand what we mean. Unless it doesn't make it on the album, but I'm sure it will. Yeah, it will do. And if you're listening to this immediately and somehow miraculously <coughs> this goes out in the next few days, head over to reverb.com oh, forward yeah. slash shop forward slash tesseract. And help because find the album fight. We are selling off a bunch of things that are taking up space in our studios collectively to help fund album five. Basically, yeah. Basically, help fund album five because we need to be able to eat rice pie and such. So, um, gyozas. And gyozas. There's so, no money in this music we do. Yeah. Well, there is, but not enough to eat rice pie. Live off. Well, rice is expensive. Is expensive. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. So, tesseractband.co.uk for all things Tesseract, etc., etc., etc. Thank you very much. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Konnichiwa. Peace. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Tesseract podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please remember to subscribe because you'll get a notification the next time a podcast is available we are on spotify 
We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Podbean. And we're on YouTube as well. So you've got a number of places that you can listen to us. If you want to connect with any members of the band, the best place to do that is probably on Instagram. So if you want to get hold of Ackle, go to at Apple Ackle. Apple as in the fruit, Ackle as in his name. If you want to connect with Dan, it's at Rock with Dan. If you want to connect with Amos, it is at Amos Prem Williams. James is at james.monteith. And me, Jay, I am at Jay Postones. All of those are on Instagram. Thank you very much, and I hope you'll join us next time.